Hey, Ashley, how are you? I'm good. All right. So you guys, we're so grateful to have Ashley Renee Watkins here with us. Um, if you guys have not heard of Ashley before, I hope that you guys will learn a lot more about her today. Um, she was a contestant on America's Got Talent, and she is a great friend, great singer, and I hope you guys can learn a lot about her after the end of this um, podcast. So, Ashley, can you kind of tell the group, um, what are some things that inspired you or maybe people who inspired you to sing? Um, sure. Um, and let me just say, um, Ashley is for all of my people who go way back with me, but my professional name is Ashley Renee. <laughs> there we go. Ashley Renee. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> but that's for all my like way back folks, which you are. So. Um, but yeah, so what inspired me to sing? Um, I think it would be more so who inspired me to sing. Um, and that's my grandmother. Um, I grew up with a, a grandmother of uh, the 19, born in the 1920s, who very much so is like a singing spirituals and hymns and, you know, like just gospel songs. And uh, I would be home with her a lot. Uh, so she basically just taught me all of these different songs like Your Grace and Mercy um, and Blessed Assurance I wrote. And that just made me fall in love with singing. And I sang with her every day and really have sang every day since. And I love that, Ashley, of just kind of where your roots, when we talk about where we start um, as it relates to music and the people who influence us. Um, but can you tell us even more about like in high school and college, did you continue to pursue that as far as music being a career a choice for your future? Or, or did you sing when you were in high school? You can kind of explain that to the group. Yeah. So I definitely did sing in high school. I, I didn't see music as a career yet. Uh, but we had a, I went to McDonough 35, uh, New Orleans, the best and the brightest. And... <laughs> And we had what was called the second period choir, and that was the advanced choir. That was the choir to be in. And my freshman year, I went out for a second period, and the first semester I didn't get it, and I worked really hard. And I also had a mom who was a very hard advocate for me, uh, who, who rallied for me to get a second shot after I gathered my nerves and sort of gathered my like grounding in high school. So that second semester of high school, I uh, successfully uh, re-auditioned and was transferred into second period. And that experience in high school really set me up, even though I didn't have at the time aspirations to professionally sing, the choir sang anything from, you know, Handel's, Messiah to um, a, a gospel soul children. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you know, it's like we, we were singing everything across the spectrum. Um, Veronica Downs Dorsey was my music teacher. And I think she really, and especially now as being also a music educator myself, I, I think I've never had the chance to sit and talk with her, but I think she saw the value in being a versatile and versatilely um, knowledgeable singer. So we sang everything in high school. 
Uh, and that really set me up for pursuing music later on because in high school, I discovered my classical voice or I was told what I was singing like and I thought was sounding weird was actually a very natural classical um, or operatic sound. And um, I had a great friend and colleague of mine, uh, Franklin or, or Frank Davis, depending on when you know him, but uh, now Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so he sort of introduced me to the idea of like, hey, I think you sound like an opera singer naturally, which was something that I got to do because we were singing all these different genres in high school. Uh, so that really set me up to audition for college. I went to, I started at Dillard University and I was, I learned my first aria from, for any opera folks out there know about the 26 Italian um, aria book I learned uh, and that was my first Italian uh, classical song and I learned that and I auditioned for a music scholarship at Delaware University which I uh, received and that is really what pushed me into pursuing music was um, it paid for college <laughs> like um, you know, I, did, I didn't come from a wealthy family. There was no nest egg to pay for college or anything. And I really wanted to be a veterinarian. But they wouldn't let me double major in biology and music. Uh, so wow. I, I had to make the really hard decision. Because I had been like president of the vet club in high school. Like I created a vet club and then was president of it. <laughs> that is so cool, Ashley. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. And one thing I want to kind of share, I love that, like you said, that goes back to finding your purpose, too, of knowing that you were going into a career that can be very scary. But you did something that you loved and it led to where we are now. If, if you can kind of give us a rundown of what maybe what was some of the reasons you decided to audition for America's Got Talent? Um, I, I still don't know what made us just go for it. I can say that it was, it was actually a timing thing. It worked. At the time I was working in, um, as a teaching artist in an organization in Dallas, I had finished college and everything and uh, moved to second home, Dallas, because that's where mom is. So that's second home. And I moved there and I uh, started working as a teaching artist. And I kept in touch with uh, Olana, who was my partner for um, Act Two, the duo that I was in for America's Got Talent. And we were actually at the start of being a duo and not really knowing that we were a duo yet. And we had planned a concert, our debut concert in New York, which was supposed to be a fundraising concert for um, us to go and audition in Europe. You need money to do those kind of audition tours. So we um, planned that concert, and we planned it around some auditions that I had that was going to make me be in New York anyway. And then in planning that, Olana just so happened to look up the dates and said, hey, America's Got Talent is going to be in town. What do you think? Should we do it? 
So we just randomly went like on a Sunday morning and auditioned and went through all of the the rounds that you go through. Um, some you see, some you don't. And, and I, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> but we went through those rounds and got cast on the show. And we eventually that all of that eventually made it to TV. And that's, kind of how that went and I was so heartbroken when you guys didn't make it to the end because I was I was happy that the exposure was out there that people could Mm -hmm. hear your voices and and understand what you represented and not only just two strong African-American women who are singing opera on television and it being celebrated it was just such a great moment I think not only for I know your family probably was very not only proud of you but you know, you did New Orleans proud. And you did a lot of people's proud in that moment. I was just very grateful for that experience. But after leaving America's Got Talent, did you have um, thoughts of where your career was going to go after competing on the show? Not really. I mean, and to be honest, I think all of the timing was right. Um, those shows are tricky uh, because they have to be curated to a certain way. So at a certain point, your choices, your artistic choices start to become limited. Um, and that was uh, happening for us, especially being opera singers and, you know, singing a genre that a lot of America is not exposed to and then having to try to figure out how to make that accessible and working with other individuals who are not even that exposed to it, um, other pros. So it was a little tricky And I think everything happened the way that it should have. Um, As far as what happens next, that was was a big question mark um, because there are some, you know, operatic acts that have gone on and, and, but no one has done it the same way after. So it was kind of like that uncharted territory of what do you do who do you work with? Who do you have conversations with? Who do you talk to? Um, and is this what, what are we doing this? Are we pursuing uh, this duo? Are we pursuing our individual careers? Um, which eventually we found a balance. But at first it was a lot of questions around that. So it was way more questions than answers. Um, but even in that time, we still had a blast. Like we were performing all over the place and, doing this festival and and that street festival and it took us all the way to being like guests of like the um uh i forget the name of the official sort of government office but we were guests of like of greece (laughs) wow like we did um performed a festival in Syros, and you know spent a week in athens and like touring around the island before um, spending a week doing concerts and, you know, performances. And it was things like that, like, make it all worth it because those are memories um, that you have. Um, Other really great things that happen is we got to do lots of, like, go to schools and, like, do master classes with young, especially black and brown children and, and get to stand in those spots of inspiration um, and really um, value it. And uh, and that really personally meant a lot to me because my heart is 
so deep in arts education, like deep, deep, deep in it. Um, and my work is so deep in arts education and had been during that time. So that those were like the highlights. And that is what the career looked like for a while. Concerts, master classes, a few uh, tours, and and that was some really fruitful years. And I love that, Ashley. The one thing that really stands out is just like paying it forward that you were able to do things in your career, but also to help someone else who could learn a lot from you. And and I think that led to probably your album. I love if we can kind of talk about your album that you released. Um, sure. And I think that even discussing like some of the title of the album and, and some of the songs that people like. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, let me think. I'm, I have to quiz myself. Rue. Yes, <laughs> yes. Rue <laughs> um, was like a, it was actually almost like a coming out project for me. Uh, the first was, so the first single I released the year before was Red Wine. And that was really me uh, finding another sound. You know, as a singer, I think any artist, you want to know that you don't have to just operate in one box. And my immediate family, my mom, my brother, and even sometimes my dad have really been pushing me to just see myself as a full artist. And for the longest, you know, I had this R&B vibe, neo-soul vibe that was just behind closed doors. But I was classical girl and some jazz and some Broadway and um, Red Wine, that whole recording process was me like learning how to record. It's a completely different animal than singing opera live. Um, so it's almost like learning how to sing again because uh, it's a completely different way of thinking about singing, uh, recording in the studio. So that led me doing that whole process kind of is what birthed room which was the first full project that I did. And it's funny because I actually recorded a whole other project before that that never got released. <laughs> well, I did, I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah, I think Box was the only one that made it out of that process. And, mm-hmm. you know, I worked with some cool folks, but it just, um, the final product just wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted to put out first. Um, mm-hmm. And who knows, those songs are sitting there, they're copywritten. Um, just sitting there waiting maybe for a new birth maybe some you know going back in the studios and fixing up some things but Rue was really about me speaking from the roots that are all of the roots that sort of make me who I am so about being a a black woman sun-kissed and free um about not being boxed into any sort of genre or any sort of idea of what my artistry is, which is where um, the idea of box comes from. The song of like defiance and really like self-defiance too, not boxing myself in. Um, and the con- the title rule was because I really wanted to sort of dedicate a first full project to New Orleans. Um, you know, like it was the idea of stirring and watching. If you listen to that that intro, mm-hmm. it was, that 
that was kind of how that whole project was. Like, you can't rush a room. <laughs> That's right. And it takes you're, this time. Mm-hmm. You reminded me so much of like Jill Scott, like when we go back to her Philly roots and and mm-hmm. that was what I got from Rue. And I, it was just more of just like eclectic sound. But it was mm-hmm. coming from the soul. And it, like you said, with soul food, you know, if you're cooking a certain way, you want to make sure the Rue is good and dark and that you've mm-hmm. actually built something and you add pieces to it. And I think with each song, you started to, it was almost like being on a journey with you. And that's, that was the one thing I loved about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it felt for me. Um and it it was and I was I was trying to hit like a lot of things in that project, um, which is I think why it took a while for everything to come together. Um, because I definitely, you know, I say when I talk about the project that it was talking about my experiences, sort of as a black woman, you know, living and existing in America. Um. All the all of the things, the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> yes, love, you know the the challenges of love, um, the challenges of our our people. Um, I think my my favorite song on the project is still "All We Got," mm-hmm. and you know that is a love letter to Black people. Um, it's. It's all of the juxtapositions. It's an I see you song. Mm-hmm. Um, I see you, I feel you, I am you kind of like song. Um, and it's just really talking about all of those juxtapositions of what it is to be black. Like, you know, all of the joyful things, the black parties, you know, but then, you know, you have black bodies. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's like, it's all of the pictures of like, if you can remember, like, or or even envision, I don't know, like, it depends on, and not every, you know, black is not a monolith. So right. not everybody grew up with fire hydrants, you know, busting open. But, you know, my old Harlem neighborhood, just this summer, the the fire hydrants are open, spraying in the street and the kids are splashing around in them. Um, and so those were like images from my childhood, but you know, it's like more and more that imagery is also being invaded by, you know, um, gentrification and aggression and, and things like that, that that push us out of those spaces of, of joy and freedom. Um, and so it's, you know, it's really a song about like existing in duality as a black person, existing in joy and pain at the same time. And I love that you said that, Ashley, it's like people don't understand the plight that it takes um, for a person of our race to go through day to day struggles. And and also even being able to connect with other people on a different on intellectual and emotional level. It takes a lot of challenges that we have to face and work through. But I think that's a great thing you mentioned is that for you, you were writing it as a love letter, almost like I, I see you, as you mentioned you know, that's a, a nod to those people saying, hey, you know, what, we're we're in this together and that I, mm-hmm. I do understand what you're going through because I experienced it myself. And I think that's a great thing, actually, of, of being an artist that you guys get to choose, you know, what type of art form you're going to use to relay a message and convey it for people to understand and to connect. So I am just so grateful 
that you not only is stepping outside of your box to kind of share with others a different side of you, but rediscovering who you are through being outside of the box is just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I would love, I would, <laughs> I would love Ashley if you can kind of give us some new news, like what's going on in your life now, things you're doing currently, or any new projects on the horizon. Oh man, I'm kind of like I'm I'm spread very much so spread out now. Um, I am, I did record a new EP that uh, the release is to be determined, but the music is. I'm really excited about it. Very sexy music, and I'm excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's still, like, talking about, you know, like, the. this one is more for me. Um, It's just talking about my experiences, like, in love and lust, more love. (laughs) No, it's just, like, I'm just really excited because it's even more so, like, breaking free kind of, like, music and really just, this is what I want to do. This is the kind of music I love, and I, and it it exists in me, and I want to put it out into the world. So it's even a further, like, deep dive um, into who who this A. Renee girl is. Um, And so I'm excited about that. And that is, it's in process. There's a whole um, lot of things that I want to do with it. And I want it to be heard far and wide. So I'm going to give it its time and give it its resources to make sure that that happens. Um, so it'll probably come out sometime next year. Um, and what else? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a working, working woman. So I, I work full time for the Juilliard School. I uh, write music curriculum for our um, K-12 programs and initiatives. And right now we're writing some really dope um, curriculum that's going to be covering a lot about songwriting and recording. So I'm excited about that. Um, And we write about other things and other um, sort of things in the classical canon as well. But um, I'm really excited that I get to apply that really special knowledge um, to something as cool as a music curriculum that'll go around to students in, uh, what, 60? I don't remember how many countries, but like 66 schools around the world, globally. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it'll have that many students will have, you know, access to thinking about this very competitive and very... Um, mainstream art art you know mainstream music that many of us um interact with every day you know we get to write some really cool curriculum around that um so i'm excited about that and um what else is going on i I left harlem i moved (laughs) wow tell us the transition for that i think you said new jersey right yeah I live in a, a town that is to remain nameless in New Jersey. <laughs> and it was one of the, you know, it's like I live a life where I love to um, inspire people to live their lives. Mm-hmm. And so I lived in a very, you know, like low rent apartment in Harlem. And people were like, oh, you're crazy for leaving. And, you know, like it's all about the money for them. And 
I was like, yeah, but I don't sleep well because I hear critters in my wall and my ceiling. And that's just not the look for me. Like, that don't work. <laughs> like, <laughs> my piece is more valuable than any, you know, low rent price. So, you know, I it was a, a really tough decision, but I gave I gave it up for something that, you know, like I just dropped my mom at the airport today. It's the first time in three years that she's physically able to visit me because my old building didn't have an elevator. Um, And so it's really just been a very rapid change in life. You know, I went from living in the heart of heart, like literally the heart of Harlem and, you know, hopping on the train to getting a car and parking in a garage and living in a suburb. And <laughs> 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 literally did it like overnight. And I don't know. I feel normal again, honestly. Um, well, we, we love yeah. we love that, Ashley, about you just kind of that just shows us about the music business that you have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, also just being aware of your environment can also give you a lot of motivation to the type of music and things you put out in the world. So mm-hmm. can you tell the listeners, like, where can they find you? Do you have a website? And yeah, if, the, if you don't mind. No. So you can always find me under a Renee. So that's a dot and then r-e-n-e-e so a renee um on instagram and facebook i'm a renee music and on spotify it's a renee and um rue is available on all platforms r-o-u-x rue by a renee and please you guys support miss a renee ashley renee love her support her share i really want you guys to continue to support new artists people who are really making a difference in the world i'm just so grateful to have her as a friend but also as someone who can share her light with the world and i think that we need to be light keepers and be aware of what we're giving off and i think i think she has a bright future thank you jerry i really appreciate that Absolutely. And thank you, Ashley, for being a part of our podcast today. And I would love to have you back in the future. And you can maybe tease some new music for us. <laughs> you bet. You got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ashley. So let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Ashley. We'll talk with you soon. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Yeah.